Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in Maricorruption County, Arizona, and time for the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. Wednesday live studio audience is handing me a note okay, with what they're giving up for Lent. Let's see what it says. They're giving up for Lent laughing at Michelle's dumb joke. Um, <laughs> you know, guys, that's not very nice. It's not very nice. You know, you see people, you feed them, you let them drink hot toddies during the holidays, you introduce them to amazing purpose-driven partners to grow their business, enhance the quality of their lives and make a difference. Whatever happened to gratitude? <laughs> they, just, they just think everything's so funny. Well, today's topic's on episode 164, Connection, Local Politics, Business Mentor, Angel, Families, and Moms, Business Marketing, delivered by our partners at the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Bill Ranshaw, The Connected Being, Dan Schultz, The Precinct Committee Man Project. Tony McClellan, Transforming Your Business and Leadership for Positive Change and Growth. Marianne Mendoza, Angel Families and Moms, an organic group of victims and families of victims of illegal alien crime in our country, and Steve Cypress, Successful Selling Systems. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform, bookmark it, make it your new homepage, start your day with everything home, resourceplatform.com. We've got some sad breaking news to report. Before we get into the show, I want to honor the great Rush Limbaugh, who just passed away. Um, by playing the end of his last episode, which, from what I found, it aired on February 2nd. But I found myself asking, how many of them voted for Biden, or how many of them vote for Democrats? I don't know. There's no way of knowing. But it was, uh, it was it's along the lines of me, suppose they listen to me, suppose they've heard me talk about all this, and they didn't pay it any attention. Or maybe they did. Maybe they voted for Trump, and I'm just... Don't know what I'm talking about, but it was the odds are that there are a lot of people, coal miners, a lot of people that voted for Biden who had no idea what he's going to do and what's yet to come. That's why I say 
they're going to overstep, and it isn't going to take them long, and it isn't going to be pretty when all kinds of people start to figure it out. Just enough time to say thanks to everybody for being with us today. We've got to get out of here real quickly because time is living away. And as always, thank who was, who was on standby today as guest host? Mark Stein, thank you again, Mr. Stein, for standing by today. We'll be back soon. Life is short, everyone, so it's time you make the best of yours. Today's topics, connection, local politics, business mentor, angel families, and angel moms, business marketing. It's February 17th, and today we have a powerhouse of a lineup. Dan and Mary Ann have had weekly segments on Steve Bannon's War Room. They're kind of famous now. And their messages are resonating. People are sick and tired, and they want to take action in every step of their lives. (laughs) We realize today life is short, everybody, so it's time for all of us to do something. I woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble now. I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever going to turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven. I thought, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. I created you. If not us. Please join us for this live segment, Purpose Driven Partners, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. Mountain Time. We're bringing you experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose driven people to share their stories, passions, and provide you with real life, tangible takeaways so you can take action to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. We've made it easy to find the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. Good people doing good business and good things. You're going to meet five of them today. I'm telling you, it is a powerhouse of a lineup. So, Get out your pen and paper and be prepared to take some notes. You're going to want to listen to this episode a couple times, I promise. And we're always going to be giving you motivation, information, inspiration, and a little bit of entertainment in every single episode. You can also listen to any of the past 158 segments of the Purpose Driven Partners delivered by our 100 partners. Just go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the Partners and Patriots tab, and then the Purpose Driven Partners segment tab to see the topics. Listen to the shows, check out their websites, and learn, 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 learn. All right, it's 12.06. I'm going to keep it tight today because there is some amazing content. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Today's topic, connection, local politics, business, mentor, angel, families, and moms, business, marketing. First up today is Mr. Bill Ranshaw. He is the creator of the Connected Being Program, helping you transform to a living Ugh, sorry, Bill. Let me try that again. Helping you transform to living a present, connected, and empowered life of abundance. Here's to abundance. Round of applause, guys. <laughs> Bill, Bill, how uh, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Michelle. Thank you and your studio audience there for the warm welcome. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, they were rude to me in the beginning. They said they're not going to laugh at any of my dumb jokes. That's not very nice on Ash Wednesday. Well, you certainly have them under control with a tight whip, I could see. (laughs) 
I'm going to get one of those hooks so I can poke them because they're on the other side. You know? That's right. Hey, hey, I have to say again, I appreciate you said where the heck did gratitude go? I mean, that is one thing that I practice and preach all the time on many different levels of really connecting with other people is really practicing, you know, good skills with gratitude. Uh, but again, I, every guest does it, but thank you so much, Michelle, for the platform that you provided, that you created. Um, it, it's just doing amazing things. And, you know, again, thank you for your mention with Rush Limbaugh. Um, I don't uh, typically speak political views uh, much any, in, anymore, but Rush was a big influence in my life in, in the 90s. Uh, definitely in my college days, really starting to learn and understand politics and, and his ability to really stand up against establishment, both on the uh, Republican and Democrat side. So it was a great loss today. So um, I appreciate you mentioning that during that last episode of the show. Well, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm thankful that you, you acknowledged that. So, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for saying that. He, uh, he's been a big part in a lot of people's lives and, and, and just getting, getting the message out to people, like you said, um, fighting against the big, big entities that, uh, seem to hate every single regular American, but, uh, we'll get into that a little yep. bit later. Um, and unfortunately, right, we, we won't see much fanfare from him uh, <laughs> uh, anywhere else other than uh, maybe some local chats. That's, that's the unfortunate part. So, <laughs> exactly. um, so in light of that, I actually just kind of changed my topic on the, on the fly today. I was going to talk about uh, like, like removing the hats that we wear in different aspects of our life. But uh, in light of, you know, of that loss with, with, with Rush, I want to talk about you know, times in our life when we are always having to be right and giving up that that need to be right in our life. And I think that consumes so many people, especially around politics. And so it's kind of a, you know, it, it's a good way to have a conversation around that today is so often, again, with the media, as you always are talking about, whatever we watch and people we talk, we're so often judged just simply by what a political view might be. And immediately people are turned into a conversation of having to prove themselves right in their belief and having to prove you wrong. And as we've all learned that that never really gets us anywhere other you get more people agreeing with us who, who are think like us and then people who hate us who don't <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, one aspect of my life that that really helped me change my perception was you know, just giving up be right and in realizing all the things that you're missing out on, on in life by needing to be right about so many things um, a great example in my life for many many years i had to uh, uh, have a relationship with my sister that was always uh, you know she was always the um, the popular one she got all the attention and so on uh, but she was challenged for many times in her life and um, and for many times, you know, my parents passed away young due to cancer uh, with my dad and then my mom from a, from a heart attack. And many years in my younger days, I, you know, I, I blamed and I had to be right about the fact that it was because of my sister that these things happened. And, and God bless her, you know, for persisting and being the person she was, that, you know, for my own well-being, I had to give up the need to be right about that. Because she was the only person that I had left in my life. There was a really true family that's close to me. And I'm realizing I'm missing out on an amazing relationship with a woman that I've been close to my whole life, my sister, very close in age. Uh, but I had resentment, and I would get anxiety when I have conversations. When I gave that up, I was able to see what a fantastic, awesome, amazing person she is and love her in her entire being for who she was and who she wasn't. And I started applying that in all areas of my life. And when you get in that, that mode to have to be right, just examine where is that conversation going and where is that connection going with that person that you have. Because if you let that go, you can actually connect in the moment and, and push that external world and conversation away and really just connect 
uh, on things that really matter. So that's that's kind of something I wanted to pivot to today. I think that's a, a very insightful and timely perspective. Um, but also, let's say you do that. You give up the need to be right, and then that person is still either causing issues or they're not doing, they're not reciprocating by giving up that need to be mm-hmm. right. And there's still that battle. Um, is it okay at that point to just say, you know what, we're just not on the same page and release them, let them go. You know, it's what they say. If you, if you love something, you know, you set it free. So would you say then at that point you've done what you can and just maybe that person will come back into your world. And if they don't gave it your best shot. So don't feel bad that you're now, you know, kind of disengaging. What do you think about that? Well, and absolutely. And, and the whole reason we do all of this um, type of connection with other people, it has nothing ever to do with the other person. And, and, you know, the, you know, the good news is people can change. The bad news is we can't change people. And so right. if you were giving up the need to be right, you're absolutely doing that for yourself and your own mental well being to reduce your stress, your anxiety. And it's okay to give a greens to somebody that you disagree with. And in that moment, allows that person just to be heard. And so often that's what happens in these political debates is we are so much immediately like amped up to, you know, 100 on the speedometer of trying to defend a point when most people just want to be heard. And you say, got it. I understand your point of view. And you don't have to present it with a but. Sometimes you can follow with an and, but just let them speak. And you know in your heart that you're allowing this person to just be who they want to be in this meeting. You don't have to agree with it, um, but just give up that need, to, that need to have to be right and argue in the moment. And you will live in such a less anxiety and stressful state that your own better well-being uh, uh, moves forward it, without much you know, uh, care. I didn't say much care, but you don't have to be responsible for some, somebody else's um, uh, mental state, just your own. Yeah, that's a really good segment. We should talk about that a little, a little bit more. Maybe we'll do uh, – I think you should elaborate that on your next appearance, Bill. Do you want to give your contact information so people can connect with you? Yeah, I think uh, you're really on to something with that. Really on to something, my friend. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. Real simple. Anybody can check me out at billwilderment.org. And, again, my specialty is uh, porn addiction recovery but also spiritual awakening and just helping people uh, have a, a personal development uh, a course and action plan for their life to li- live an empowered life. Yeah. You're such a great addition to our platform, and I'm so glad that you and I reconnected after all of these years. I mean, we're, we've known each other for a very many, long time. Many, many, many years. Yes, and you, I, you knew the I, old me. You knew the- I, can, I know, but you have really blossomed into a very nice nice man. Unfortunately, you're not eligible. So well, I missed my I missed my chance. I blew it again. Oh, we I'll had our days. The, we had our days this winning. I'm going to add you to the Michelle blew it yet again list. So uh, it's actually very, very long. I started writing it down and I was like, I've run out of paper. Uh, I got to, I got to put the oh pen down. This is, this is disturbing. Um, all right, Bill. Thank well, you you're so much still for an eligible bachelor. Wonderful. I look forward to listening to the other guests. Have an amazing, amazing day. All right. Thanks you too, my friend. I appreciate you. All right. Bye. Oh, Bill, Bill. Love Bill. All right, some more breaking news today. I just want to let you know that Mike Lindell just released a 30-minute video with just the facts from his two-hour documentary, Absolute Proof, about the 2020 election fraud. 
this uh, amazing patriot, poor guy, he's been silenced, censored, canceled by all the 10 big Bs because he's sharing the truth. So you can watch the new video on our Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And if you want to support Mike and purchase any of his 100 MyPillow products, click the graphic below the videos. It goes straight to the website. Use the promo code Mike. You'll get a substantial discount. And there's also a lot of buy one, get one free offers. And keep in mind, his proceeds are donated to the Lindell Recovery Network, which provides free services for drug and alcohol rehabilitation. You can't ask for a better human being than him who does all this, puts everything on the line to fight for what's right, and then actually gives all the money back to help people. Unbelievable individual. All right, let's uh, see who's next up. Oh, this is going to be one of my favorites. We've got Mr. Dan Schultz. He is an author and an attorney, and he's on a mission to recruit precinct committee men across the United States to get more patriots active in local politics. The Precinct Projects blog has all the take action details. Round of applause, audience, for this man who's really, he's, he is making things happen. <laughs> Dan, thank you for all you're doing. You're putting your neck out on the line out there, and the media is starting to come after you, right? Um, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I love it. Because, I love uh, it. Everybody, everybody needs to know about this. Uh, I thought everybody did because I learned it in seventh grade many years ago back in public school in Wisconsin in the little town I grew up in. But apparently most people don't know <clears throat> what this is because usually the response I will get is, you know, when I mention the possibility of becoming a precinct committeeman, they'll say, what's a precinct committeeman? And um, that's unfortunate, but uh, it's, it's not complicated. Uh, both of the two major parties and the Libertarian Party and other parties, uh, if they've got ballot status, they have to have what are called precinct committeemen. Some states it's called precinct delegate or precinct captain. Uh, it varies from state to state, but essentially, you know, the political parties, it's an organization and it's a tool to get people elected. And unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, in the Republican Party, over half of these slots are vacant. Here in Arizona, over about two-thirds of the precinct committeeman slots of our party are vacant. That's a huge opportunity for conservatives. If conservatives will invade our party and ask to be appointed to all of the vacant precinct committeeman slots, like, for example, here in Arizona, you can get appointed to a vacancy. Um, it's usually done on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, we can strengthen the party, strengthen the position of, of, of conservatives in the party. And then what a precinct committeemen do is they elect the leaders of the party. They elect the county chairman directly here in Arizona. They elect for every three precinct committeemen, they get to elect a state committeeman who in turn elects the state chairman. If you've got a majority of precinct committeemen electing a majority of state committeemen who are conservatives, it's very likely you're going to end up with a conservative state chairman who serves two years on the RNC. So you can change the makeup of the RNC. Only precinct committeemen can do that. They also elect the national committeemen and national committee woman in each state. Again, indirectly, they elect the electors 
who elect that person. So the precinct committeemen and only the precinct committeemen here in Arizona elect the state convention delegates every four years. Those state convention delegates do two things at the state convention. They elect the national convention delegates, but they also elect the national committeemen and the national committee woman to a four-year term on the RNC. So if you want to change the RNC and change it from what it is, it's mostly populated right now. My estimate is from people who are on the national committee who are conservatives, they've told me 80% of the RNC members were never Trumpers. And there's only wow. one way to change that, and that is by getting into the party as precinct committeemen in every state in the union and filling up all the vacancies, uh, either through the appointment process or through the election process, because we had our election back in 2020 here in Arizona for precinct committeemen in each uh, legislative district. And, and when, when you went to vote, if there was a contested precinct committeeman election, you got another ballot that had the precinct committeeman on it. But in most, I'd say 95 percent of the precincts in the state, we have 1,493 precincts, only in about seven or eight was there a contested election where there were more candidates than there were um, slots available. And when the number of candidates is equal to or less than the number of slots available, the, the county elections department doesn't have to print up a ballot by statute. You just win by default. And so if you're in the party and you've been doing this a few years, you know this. But if you're not in the party as a precinct committeeman, and, have, and you know, you, you've, never, you, you've probably never seen a ballot when you've gone to vote in the primary election. And a lot of Republicans don't vote in the primary election, unfortunately. It's a very low turnout. So they've never seen the ballot, they, so they don't know what this is. And so what I'm trying to do is explain to all conservatives now, all Trump-supporting conservatives across the country, if you want to change things, you want to get election integrity legislation passed, we have to unite somehow and somewhere. And the best way to unite, the absolute best place to unite politically is, wait for it, it's <laughs> inside a political party. And, those, and that's the precinct committeeman slots. And yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I, had, I had no yeah. idea. I had no idea until I saw you um, on the war room uh, maybe a month or so ago. And then now it's, Steve's having you on quite often. So I decided um, to invite you on the show. I took action. I followed your instructions on your website and um, found out there's one vacancy in my precinct, printed out oh, the form, okay. contacted Rich, who is the uh, chairman. Yes. And I'm meeting him on Saturday at two o'clock to see if um, I will be the next precinct committee, man, committee, woman, committee, whatever they you know, whatever the ending needs to be nowadays, I, I, I lose track on what, what, yeah. what, what you're allowed to say and not say, so I don't really care. Um, but yeah, that's, it was a very easy process and um, it took about maybe 10 minutes just cause I did a little extra reading. So it's something that everybody can be a part of very easily if they so choose. Yes. Um, now you've you got to know this, this little wrinkle and that is, um, here in Arizona, um, if you run in the primary, you have to get no more than 10 signatures total. One can be yours. 
Uh, in some precincts, if there's very few Republicans, there's only like say three precinct commitment slots, um, you probably only have to get three or four signatures to get on the ballot. And um, that's pretty easy to do. To get 10 signatures, one being yours, that's very easy to do. And if you run then and you get elected, you're in. And, um, but if you're going to get appointed the county chair is the final say on whether or not your name gets submitted to the county board of supervisors to be rubber stamped. And then you go on the election rolls as being an, uh, an elected or appointed precinct committeeman. The county recorder in Maricopa County has a file on their website of all of the elected and appointed precinct committeemen. And the reason that the county chairs for all of the parties have this authority to decide whether or not to appoint you, um, it, it, it makes sense in that if, if they see that oh, you, you had just been a Democrat and you re-registered as a Republican, because you have to be a registered Republican to be a Republican precinct committeeman, they're going to look up your voter file. And if they see, oh, well, that person really isn't a Republican, we don't think, they can say, we're not going to appoint you. Try again two years from now in the next primary election. But the, the practice has been here in Arizona, by and large, by all of the county chairs, because two-thirds of these slots in Arizona are vacant. Two-thirds of the slots in Maricopa County are vacant. Um, if you're a bona fide Republican and you want to volunteer to help get out the vote and uh, be a precinct committeeman and get involved in the party and help candidates, you're going to be accepted. Well, then uh, hopefully I'll have something to celebrate maybe next week or the week after when things get finalized. And I encourage many other people to do the same. Like I said, it's very easy to look up the information to find out where your precinct is and if there's vacancies and how many spots are available. And the response I got, um, Rich, had I emailed Rich to send him my form and ask him kind of what else I needed to do. He responded within maybe an hour or so. So it sounds like the, the chairman for these, these precincts are, are engaged with bringing on more precinct committee members to fill those vacancies, probably yeah. because of what you've been doing and getting the word out. And now they are, they are getting contacted. So they're being responsive. They're, they're not being silent. So I, I want to thank you for all the effort that you've been doing, um, getting out there on the different shows and in um, just trying to get the message out on something, as you said, we should have learned in seventh grade, which I, I didn't, I had no idea until I heard you talk on, yeah, on you, TV about it. Yeah. The, see the, what the, one of the goals of the progressives was to, was to get involved in education and then get involved in the, 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 the state official boards that set the educational standards and then get this out of the curriculum because they don't want, they teach it to their people through like public employee unions and other unions. That's where they teach it. They didn't want the, you know, the, the, the rank and file students, uh, the general general students learning this, they don't want them to know anything about how government functions and how the political parties function. And, and so you may not have, have received this in school, but I grew up way back in the 60s. And in the late 60s, I was in seventh grade, and we covered this chapter and verse, and I internalized it. And my uh, 
my uh, I wrote a book about it, and I dedicated it to my late te- teacher Sam Elvor, who taught me this in social studies in seventh grade. Um, and he told us at the end of the second semester when we, we were done with at the year, he said, "Now look, guys and gals, I I've taught you what you need to know. If you, I'm not saying that you have to be involved in a political party from here on out and the rest when you turn 18." Um, I'm not saying that at all. You know, you're an American, enjoy life. But if our country ever gets into a political crisis, you now know that the first thing you need to do is get involved in the political party of your choice, become a voting member of it, change that party into a powerhouse for getting out the vote. And, um, and, and the first step in doing that is by becoming a precinct committee. Back then in Wisconsin, it was called, you were a ward captain. And uh, mm. my dad was involved locally in politics and he was a ward captain, uh, had un- uncles who were involved. Uh, one was a mayor in a small town in Wisconsin. And they, you know, this was, you know, I knew this stuff. And, and then going forward in my life, I knew all about it as well, but I didn't get back into the Republican party as a precinct committeeman until I got here in Arizona in 2007 when the immigration crisis was out of control. And my assumption was, you know, Ayn Rand always says, check your premises. My premise was, this is Goldwater country. The party must be completely full. They don't need me. And I, I went to a, I went to a meeting uh, about uh, people wanted to form a border militia and go down to the border. And a guy stood up, a young kid, he was in his 20s. Um, I called him a kid because I'm a lot older than that. And he, and he said, you know, there's another thing we can do, folks, and that is uh, we can become precinct committeemen in the Republican Party. Over half of these slots are vacant. It's really a powerful position. Well, I knew immediately what he was talking about. So I walked up to him. I said, so, like, who should I call? And he said, call the Maricopa County Republican Committee and, and just find out what legislative district you're in and go to the meeting. So I did that, and I called and I called and I called. Maricopa County Republican Party didn't even have a website, at least not a functional one, didn't have any good information on it. But I did have a – so I called the party headquarters, the AZGOP party headquarters. They gave me a number for somebody in the Maricopa County Republican Committee. I called them. They said, oh, okay, I'll look you up on the voter rolls. You're in legislative then. It was 17. I went to my first meeting. There were, there were about 20 people there. And so the new people like me, there was one or two of us, got to introduce ourselves. And I told them who I was. And then I said, and I said well, like, where, where is everybody? And they go, what do you mean? I go, well, I expected to have a lot more people here. They said, oh, we usually get about 20 people. I go, okay, so how many slots do you have total? And they said, about 160. Wow. Said, well, how many precinct committee slots are filled? Oh, about 40. So they were operating <laughs> at 25% strength, okay? And so, you know, and then, you know, we, we went through the election. Barack Obama got elected. I went to my meeting in February, after our organizational meetings, county or legislative district and county meetings, and then we had our first regular meeting in February of, of, of 2009. And at the end of the meeting, they said, okay, we'll see you in two months. I said, what do you mean? I raised my hand. What do you mean two months? Well, in off election years, 
the odd numbered years, we meet every other month. And I said, uh, is that wise? Uh, we just elected a Marxist to the presidency. We should be meeting every two weeks. Could we at least go back to a monthly schedule? And they agreed. And so we did. And, and then I started recruiting. And I started going to, pre, to tea party meetings, 912 meetings, all the meetings I could go to. And um, fund, the question I would usually say at the end was, look, I can't guarantee you if you all become precinct committeemen in the Republican Party that we're going to not slide into socialism and lose the republic. But I can guarantee you this. If we don't do it, we are going to lose our country to socialism. Now, that was in 2009. Well, look, look where, where we, we are, are now, now, Dan. Yeah, yeah. look where we it's are happening. now. It's happening. It's happening because we didn't fill all the slots. Well, Nationwide, we took our eye off the ball. It's our, it's our own yeah, fault, Dan. Got, it's our own fault. And yeah. in, the, in the Republican establishment, they, they, they don't want us to take those slots. So I, I've got to bump to the next guest. They don't. Can you give the website so everybody can, can yes. contact you or yeah. your email, however they, you want them to get involved? The best place to go is theprecinctproject.wordpress.com theprecinctproject.wordpress.com that's my blog and then try to try to find your committee if you run into an obstacle you can email me at a cold warrior at gmail.com a cold warrior at gmail.com and uh, okay. it'll, it'll probably take me a few days to get back to you if you email me because I'm about five days behind responding to people uh, right now. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that incredible information and, and for the hard work that you're doing to get the uh, more people involved. Because like you said, we've got we've to make a change. And, and the best way to do it is to fill those precinct slots. So uh, I would love for you to come back on and uh, – you're, you're just, like I said, you're just, you're doing great work. So um, thank you so much yeah, for doing what for, you do. And, th- and look at what you did. You, you're doing it. So thank you so much for getting involved, getting into the fray. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, and that uh, that's Dan Schultz with the uh, precinct committee committee project. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to have all of Dan's information uh, on our take action tab. So we'll make it really easy so you can contact him and become a precinct manager. So um, I apologize that we went over a little bit on that segment. I just kind of wanted everybody to hear what he had to say because it's such a crucial, important topic. So I will be taking out some of my stuff so we can make sure that we get the, uh, a lot of time to the rest of the guests that we have on the show today. So next up, Miss Tony McClellan. And I thank you, Tony, for being so patient. She's a business mentor, founder of First Life Consultancy Group, and she is transforming businesses and leadership for positive change and growth. Oh, I just love her. Audience, give her a round of applause. Thank you for being so patient, Tony. I apologize for letting you hang on there. Oh, no problem at all. You've got to do what you've got to do, and it was really interesting. So, um, yeah. no problem, Michelle, and uh, good evening from the UK. Yes, my UK friend, my UK friend. So, um, gosh, there's <laughs> – yay, it's the accent. I love the accent and the fairy dust. The fairy dust has been sprinkling yeah, amongst and all the people. Yeah, and I'll just stop fairy dust too, so, uh, so uh, you're lucky. <laughs> so, what, uh, what are we going to share today? What do you want to talk about? 
Well, I was just thinking about, um, I really want to speak to the people that are just thinking about starting up in business or very early in business, really, those entrepreneurs. So that's kind of where I think I'm going to go today, if that's okay, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's a it's a perfect segment, uh, a perfect topic for where we are in the world. I want everyone to take action and do whatever it is. You know, life is short. We kind of learned that today, and let's see what we can do to make ours our, our lives better. Yeah. So um, so really, I think um, for those that, that are listening in for the first time, you know, I'm a critical friends and business mentor, so I'm putting out those blazing fires in those big organizations, but. I'm starting little fires underneath the people that want to start out in business. So that's exactly what I do. And um, today I just really want to kind of think about what I do uniquely is I think about how I work individually with, with people. And I think about how they behave as an individual. So innate taught, learn habitual behaviors. I think about how they learn. Yeah. Audio, yeah. kinesthetic and visual learning. And I think about the environment that they're in. What is the environment like? Is it an environment that they can thrive in? When I've done an initial assessment of those things, I'm able to come up with a plan that is very personalized to the person that I'm working with, and that's how I get my results. So the things that I'm going to speak to at the moment are around starting out in business. Now it's not easy. It's really not easy, Michelle, and lots of people want to get out there the current climate is saying that um, people are looking for new opportunities or pivoting in their own business. And I think the main thing that I want to highlight today is that there is a difference between a skill, being really, really good at a skill, being a really great leader, and running your own business. They are three completely different things. And I think what one of the things that I see on a regular basis is people coming to me, and they're really good at something. And that's great. But it doesn't mean that that is enough to run a business. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can delegate the rest. But um, just kind of showing people that there's three different pieces and how the three pieces work together. Now, um, what would you suggest that people do in order to kind of make the distinction as to is this a skill that's worth moving forward with or is it really going to be a business or should I stick with what I'm doing? And, and, you know, it might be a little bit upsetting for them to have that reality check, but it's better than investing so much time and effort and money into something that's not going to make it. And then of course, if they left their job, then you know, what are they going to do to pay their bills? Well, the thing about it is that if it's a skill that they've got, there's only a certain amount of hours. They're, they're basically selling themselves, aren't they? So there's mm-hmm. only a certain amount of hours that they've got in a week. So the maximum amount that they can earn is going to be capped. Yeah? Yeah. Well, they can't so, scale. So that's going to be quite right? different. You can't scale. In, yeah. So, so in terms of, um, you know, somebody with a skill, there's going to be a cap on it if you want to break because it's so dependent upon you and your skill. You can't just take a holiday off. You know, there's no one else that can pick up what you do because it's based on your skill. So, so that's one thing. There's always going to be a cap on it. And um, the other piece that I find as well is that people going into, into business, you know, especially if it is a skill and you've been in paid employment for a long time, how do you ask for money? Mm-hmm. Can I have money, please? Can I get paid, <laughs> please? Are you going to pay me? 
how much you're going to pay me. I don't think I'm worth it. All of these, all of these, you know, myriad of things that uh, that go through people's minds in terms of, am I an imposter? Can I do it? Am I worthy? You know, and um, so many people come to me and they don't know. And this is where, you know, my husband, he's got this saying and he says to people that um, I'm in it for funds, not fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I say that I'm in it for funds and fun. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm in it for funds, not fun. Uh, yeah, that's his story. But my story is I want the funds and I want the fun too. So, uh, well, and you can have so both. You thing. really can. You can. You can have both. Um, but you have to keep in mind that it's not, it's, you know, the, it's not a project. You actually have to, you know, like you said, ask for the money um, and get paid well, for your right. services and, and not be afraid to ask for it and also not be afraid to ask, to charge what you're worth. That's a lot of, that sounds like a lot Absolutely. of people do that too. And sometimes he says, uh, you know, um, I've got to keep the lights on, even if they're dim. And uh, sometimes, you know, I use his saying when I'm talking to my clients. And, um, you know, I've got one client that says she doesn't want any dim lights. She want, wants bright lights. I want bright lights. I don't want any dim lights. I want bright lights. So, we, we, you know, we have a little bit of fun with it. The thing about it is, is it's a serious matter in terms of, I know that when I first started out, because I came from public public sector background, you know, I just thought, how am I going to ask? So I started off by asking, you know, do you, are you asking me to do this piece of work in a voluntary or paid capacity? And that's how I started warming it up. And then I got myself a card payment machine and I would just whip it out of my handbag like it was my mobile phone and ask <laughs> them to pay, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> these are MasterCard, ma'am. You're like, laughing, what? It's, no, no. it's actually <laughs> yeah. true. It's like, pay now, you know? Pay. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Because if you're going to get something truly of value and work with somebody, whether it's a, a service or product, you know you're going to have to pay. You're not expecting everyone to provide everything for free because they wouldn't want someone to be doing that for them. They, they were not going to be giving their time and effort uh, and their, their products and services for free. So why would they expect to get it from you or from somebody else? You know, you, you, I know. And <laughs> the, the reality thing about it is Michelle, I raise it because it's one of the, the common things that people have difficulty with, you know, how to pay. And I say to people, you create your own payment terms. You don't have to rely on the payment terms of others. That's their problem. If they've got a 30 or 60 day or 90 day payment terms, yours is 30 days or 14 days, or whatever it is, you tell them what yours are, you know? And when you haven't got these things set out, it's so easy to fall into, you know, what other people have set. So so that's kind of like a, a big thing there in terms of asking for money, am I worthy? And one of the things that I say is that in business, especially if you're good at a skill, you don't have to be good at everything. This is where you just get the right people around you to make it work and you trust them and you rely on them and um, you can make it work, you know, because, uh, you know, not everybody knows anything. Even even our presidents and our um, prime ministers, they have a team of advisors around them, don't they? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, and you want you want to outsource. Every- you want to outsource. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. getting getting the right yeah. people in the right position. So then you could focus on what you do best. And if that's 
whipping out that credit card machine from your purse, then that's, 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 that's your role. <laughs> then you go ahead and do that and let everyone else do the other stuff. But you'd be the front man and whip out that, that machine. Oh my, I, Tony, I love your segments. I think the information you have is, uh, is, is so in, important, but it's also, you make, you make it fun. You don't make it so serious, even though it's a serious topic. And, and I think that it's just a, a talent that you, you possess. So you're just a, an incredible asset to our platform. And I just want to, I want to thank you for always calling in from the UK. So can you give your contact information so people can, can get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about some fairy dust? Thank you so much. Yes, it's www.firstlifegroup.com. So that's the digit one, S-T, lifegroup.com. And all of my social media handles are at First Life Group. Well, th- again, you thank you so much. On that. Thank you so much. Thank you, like you said, so you're much, incredible Michelle, you are doing a you are doing a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous job. So keep up the good work. Oh, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. And we'll talk to you next month, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, she is such a joy. I really, I really appreciate and, and, and love her for being a part of our entire platform. It's really just an amazing woman. So just keep in mind that all the information for today's guests, all of our partners, every episode, everything you need. If you want to subscribe to the show, join the community, social media, join the newsletter, all of their websites, all of the segments, everything is listed at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. So that way you can easily find all these partners. You can listen to the episodes. You click on their company or organization name, and it takes you right to their websites. So everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, bookmark it, make it your homepage, and start your day with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And now I want to bring up our next guest. Our next guest is a real special guest, and she's also become a friend of mine and a friend of the show. We did an episode with her back in September. It's episode 125, so I highly encourage everyone to listen to it or read the blog. It's very, very powerful. I've got Mary Ann Mendoza. She's the founder of Angel Families and Angel Moms, which is an organic group of victims and families of victims of illegal alien crime in our country. And they're fighting legislation together and are here to actually comfort each other when they need it and provide support. I'm just going to tell you briefly the story uh, really quick on, on how this all came about. So her son, Sergeant Brandon Mendoza of the Mesa, Arizona Police Department, he was killed on May 12th, 2014, and a violent head-on collision on his way home from work. And the killer was a repeat criminal illegal alien who had driven 35 miles the wrong way on four different highways, going 100 miles an hour, and was over three times the legal drinking limit and high on meth. So I know you don't like to hear that, but I wanted the audience to really understand what's going on and what brought you to create this organization and do all the amazing outreach and uh, that you're doing, Marianne. So thank you for coming back on the show. I really, I really appreciate it, you coming here and I appreciate everything that you do. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate what you're doing to bring people like me out, you know, and introduce us to the public who haven't heard of us. Thank you so much for what you do. Oh, you're anything that I can do to support and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more of that now. And I could tell you, I do want to give you a compliment though. You've, you've done an amazing job uh, on your segments on the war room and you look great. So keep up, keep, no. keep up doing what you're doing, but <laughs> the information is just, um, it's so timely. And the articles that you are, I think it's you're contributing the articles or you're writing them, or at least you're being mentioned in them. Um, it's information that people don't know. 
And, and it's, it's right. important, especially now with what's going on with, I believe this immigration bill is supposed to be in motion at a, at a serious level. I think it's next week. Do you want to elaborate that before you talk about the organization? Sure. The Citizenship Act of 2021 that the Biden administration has been working on, and they're going to be sending it to Congress. Now, all of the executive orders that Trump did during his um, four years in the White House um, are, you know, one by one being overturned by Joe Biden. Executive orders can be overturned by the, you know, next administration. They're not law. However, this act that is being sent to Congress, which is where immigration reform happens, will become law. And it states in there, one of the biggest things that has has just absolutely stuck out to me is it talks about people have had to have been here by January 1st, 2021, physically here in the country, to be included in this um, Citizenship Act. Now, this means that, you know, somebody who crossed our border December 15th of 2020 in in the dead of the night across an unsecured area and turned themselves over to Border Patrol... Um, and were being held, they would be considered a person to be included in this act. So it's people who are unvetted, haven't proven themselves worthy of citizenship or to become here. The 11 million illegals that it talks about, you know, that they're covering in this is actually more like 23 to 25 million, Mm -hmm. 28 million really. And it includes chain migration. So everybody here can put a petition in to request. So if a dad came here, left his wife and five children at home in Guatemala, he can put him in a request for his wife and five children to join him. So you can see how this will multiply unbelievably and could become 32 to 40 million very, very easily. Meanwhile, so these are the types of things that this, this administration is doing in the dark of the night while Americans are worried about a, well, the impeachment, now that's over, but B, the pandemic, they're doing all of these things behind our backs, and we have got to pay attention. We have well, to. And, and what I wanted to say was, meanwhile, we're told that we have to wear a mask. We're told that our businesses still remain closed or at very low-end capacity. You can't go to church. You can't, uh, you can't hug somebody. You can't go to sporting events. They destroyed the Phoenix Open. Uh, from what I heard last night, just during training here, you only can have 1,500 people in the stadiums. Um, just look at what a disaster just in Arizona alone. And w- those are the restrictions we, as, as, as American citizens, uh, are, we have lost our rights, but yet now we're going to have this huge influx, which is already happening, of illegal aliens running across the border okay open arms to to benefit from and have well, they literally have more freedoms than we do right now that is just mind-blowing yes, and to me. mind-blowing this, this was just kind of blown open about a week and a half ago two weeks ago that these people who are coming over the border and turning themselves over to border patrol they were actually taking them to bus stations and busing them to the interior of the united states without without covid testing and I've got a doctor, I mean, I follow this blog, this doctor's traveling with a caravan. Out of 400 people coming up from Central America, 164 of them are COVID positive that he's traveling with. And these are the people that the administration was just letting be transported to the interior of the United States. The guy who said he was going to get rid of COVID and that he was going to be much better than, than President Trump is proving what a fallacy that is. Well, and, and the... None of it makes any sense. There is no logic to it. There is no benefit to the American people. There is no benefit 
for financial reasons to, to no. there is no, there is absolutely no, regardless of what side you are on. I don't, it doesn't matter. There's no logic to this. It hurts every single American in this country. In, in the middle of our pandemic, Linda, the, um, or Michelle, sorry, um, sorry. $508 billion, $508 billion went out of our economy in 2020 by people who are in our country illegally sending them out in remittances to their families in other countries around the world. And so you think about if we're increasing them now and the $15 minimum wage that they're fighting oh. for, these are the people that are going to benefit off of that because these are the jobs that high school um, you know, students and college students who are working part-time, they're going to be stealing the jobs from American citizens. Why do you have an administration in the middle of a pandemic working on behalf of the illegals instead of working on behalf of Americans? We still don't have our, you know, our COVID relief check because they're so worried about working on helping illegals, pro-illegal administration. And um, these are things that Angel Families is going to be fighting for and hopefully testifying and fighting back against in D.C. And this is where we need our support from our fellow Americans. Donate to our cause so that we do have the funds to travel and fight on all of our fellow Americans' behalf in D.C. Then the great thing about President Trump is he was working with your organization and other similar organizations where you were able to communicate, you were able to uh, address the issues. He recognized the problem. He, he honored the victims and provided a lot of support in, in, in legislation and also yeah. in just conversations. So you, speaking from experience, he had you don't me have that times. now. You don't have that now. No. That's and gone. He had, he, he had me many times to the White House at roundtables with sheriffs and law enforcement and sanct, you know, talking about sanctuary policies and, and would bring me in to have those conversations from a personal standpoint. You know, and I'm one, I'm one mother of tens of thousands of mothers who have lost their children at the hands of illegal criminals in our country. And, you know, these people come in, the asylum seekers, you know, who have already signed up. And of course, this is another thing that this act is doing is providing rushed, you know, rush processing at the border to bring those people to the interior. Every one of these people become wards of the American taxpayer. They become mm-hmm. our responsibility, and we're paying about $258 billion a year out of our taxpayer money already that we don't have a say in. They never bring that to our, to our you know, let us vote on it if this is what we want to do. Um, that's going to continue increasing. The asylum cases are backed up for three years in our court systems. So you this can see how eight. long these people are just going to be languishing in our country. <laughs> and they're not going to show them. up. Yeah, they're not going to show up for a hearing. So that's just no. Who's going to show back up when you're already in? Yeah, that's just just yeah. a, it's just it, mind mind blowing that it's gotten to this point where it's it, you know it's it's not talked about anymore. It's not theories. It's actually reality where it's on you know it's on a piece of paper now headed in the wrong direction. So Marianne, besides supporting your organization, I mean. Is it worth it to, for people to contact their local politicians, which it doesn't seem like that works anymore because they're not listening. They don't even respond to emails here in America, Corruption County, when it comes to the election fraud issues right. so or phone calls. It's like right. they, just, they just unplug the phone and say, sorry, uh, park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. And we don't get anywhere. Exactly. So at this point, is it we just got to support organizations like yours to have that central voice. Um, you know, they could try to contact them, but for the most part, 
we've got to rely on organizations yeah. like yourself that are out there fighting. So give your contact information and, and any other plug that you want to give uh, about what, what you need. My email is Marianne, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N at angelfamilies.com. And our website is angelfamilies.org. You can go there to donate. Um, I am getting more updated information on our website. I, I've just been swamped lately with interviews and, and, you know, people getting me on their platforms. I, I have a podcast that I do, The Illegal Angle, and it is um, posted every time I do one on our Facebook page, which is Angel Families United. And that's where I post a lot of the crime statistics and information that I find out is on our Facebook page. And I'm going to add that to our Take Action page, so that way people will be able to see it and, uh, and contact you. And then I'm going to also add the illegal, uh, the illegal angels or illegal aliens. What's the podcast name again? Sorry. The Illegal Angle. The Illegal Angle. That's what I wrote, I'll, but I just yeah. I said the wrong thing. I'll yeah. send you a link to my latest one about the Please Citizenship do. Act. We're going to put yes, that I on will. our must-listen-to must page uh, and add that to all the other the shows that are on there to support you. And then uh, you and I will we'll have a conversation see what else we can do to, to help get the word out and, in, uh, and support you in any way. So, Marianne, thank you for coming on. You're doing amazing work. I, I didn't think we would have to get to this point where you would have to be focusing on this particular issue rather than the work that you were doing just a couple months ago, but know. you know, it is what it is. And I, know. What, I, I, I don't, there's no, I don't even know what to say. So I will, um, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. And, thank and you. uh, I, yeah, I'm mind blowing. So what's going to happen yeah. in a week. It's, it's just, I, I don't I, like I said, no I words. So thank you, Marianne for everything. And thank uh, you. happy belated birthday to Brandon. Thank you so much. Talk to you're you welcome. Take care. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Oh, whoa. So anyway, um, yeah, big topics and uh, tough stuff to talk about, but it's real people, real. So again, we're going to put all of her information on our Take Action tab and our Must Listen To podcasts, talk radio shows, um, live streams, and TV shows that are on everything, homeresourceplatform.com. Now I'm going to bring on our final guest who's been so patient, and I apologize for going over, Steve. It's just that I kind of knew this was going to be a big powerhouse lineup today, and there's just so much information, and it's critical for the timing so um, I'm going to give you your full time, of course. Um, and I've got Mr. Steve Cypress. He's the founder and president of Successful Selling Systems, and he's delivering a steady flow of revenue for small business owners, which transforms their lives using a proven marketing system. This guy is a no BS. He is the real deal. Many, many successful businesses over the years. He's even an author. Uh, he's somebody that you can listen to. He's a mentor. Um, he's going to tell you a little bit more about himself and what he's got going on. But like I said, the, he is the king of networking too. So audience, give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the adoring audience. <laughs> You're so much fun to have on this show. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I, and I was patience, having a lot please. of fun just listening. Yeah, it's just I knew it was going to be a pretty uh, intense show, but like I said, the timing is important for everybody. Well, there's a lot of intense nonsense going on in the world, and uh, I specialize in helping small business owners and entrepreneurs. But a lot of the stuff you're talking about, of course, pertains to us, those that have been deemed non-essential, and uh, and therefore uh, you know pushed to the side as the Costco's and the Home Depot's of the world rake in record profits. America's small business owners are 
non-citizens for the past year or so. Yeah, and and moving forward, it seems like it's going to get worse. I was listening to an interview with uh, Job Creators Network, and he had said that uh, there's 10 million jobs on the chopping block just with the legislation that's there, and especially with the hourly rate. Even though it, if the first stage is going to go, I believe they said 950, or from 950 to 15, it's a 31% labor increase in just a matter of months. I mean, how many small businesses are going to be out of business just because they can't afford a 31% increase in labor costs? Well, and of course, they're just getting started. So you're right. Yeah. I, I don't know if we we had spoken, because I, I apologize, they do a ton of interviews, but I was saying all along, it, it was so popular to say at the end of 2020, oh, thank goodness 2020 is over. And I just kept saying over and over, you're kidding, right? Because every single indicator known to mankind points to 2021 being worse, a lot worse than 2020. And you did say that here first, and you said that last month. Well, no, you said it before. Uh, I think we were talking in, maybe it was, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. But I know you you said it well, the last time we talked. Well, now here we are. So I hate yeah. to say, in You're this right. case, I hate to be right, but the year is just getting started. I mean, I didn't even, you know, silly me. I didn't even realize that in this guy's first week in office, he was going to destroy just about everything the country is all about. And so the year is off to a bang-up start. Small business owners have no relief in sight while these ridiculous politicians dwitter about and pay themselves off and do their old swampy things and whatever. Uh, You know, regular Americans who, small business owners, nothing personal to employees, of the world, which are 90% of the population, but the small business owners are the hardest working people in America. We're the ones that create all those jobs. We're the ones who are often last to get paid or take no pay at all or dip into our savings just to keep everybody else getting paid and to keep all the customers and clients and patients getting delivered their stuff to and keep the suppliers getting paid. We're often taking the last ones to get paid or not getting paid, dipping into savings, forego taking a second job on the side sometimes to keep the business going the whole thing is crazy and unfortunately it doesn't look like it's getting any better the chaos continues yeah it's um you know all, all the policies they seem to be making and decisions is just to increase their uh what it is really just a money laundering scheme of paying off their friends and their states and the the big businesses i call them the 10 big b's uh, from taking our tax dollars and then uh, suffering, suffering the consequences. You know, just a perfect example. Well, here's example. the good news. It's a well, good news yeah, and bad news. Yeah, what's uh, the know, good news, it, Steve? It, it's, it's, <laughs> never, it's never been different. People talk a lot about like, oh, now, now it's different. But, you know, you could read articles uh, and you could find all kinds of stuff online. This has gone back 20 years, 40 years, 100 years. It's, it's always the same. So the key for business owners and entrepreneurs is always the same. Turn off the news pay no attention, it's all business as usual, and get to work taking the right steps, implementing the right strategies in your business so that you can overcome no matter what the heck the economy does. You know, I've owned dozens and dozens of businesses in my life through the ridiculous Carter inflation crazy years and and up till now. I mean, lots of successful businesses have been started during the downturns. They flourished during the downturns, so pay no attention if you're one of the business owners, if you're one of the 90% of people who works for somebody else, then yeah, you got to say, when's my next government stimulus check coming? And oh, uh, when's the next 
How much are they raising unemployment and how much are they raising the minimum wage? Business owners pay no attention to any of that. Okay, They're raising the minimum wage. There are things, steps we can take, things we can do to overcome that. They're raising taxes. They're increasing regulations. There's things we can do to overcome it. They're causing more shutdowns and lockdowns, and they're just getting started. They're going to come up with the, you know, now now they've finally admitted that wearing a mask doesn't work because they come out and say you got to wear two masks. So in other words, <laughs> everyone was right all along. Wearing one mask does nothing. But you forced us to, and this whole outdoor dining, you ever walk down a, a main street, a busy street, or restaurants with the outdoor dining? The outdoor is more indoor than a lot of people's indoors. I mean, mm-hmm. their entire bill, it's just total BS. So, there's always things you can do to overcome the BS that's going to be ta- measures taken by draconian authoritarian government politician leaders because that's who they always are. They're always enriching themselves and their donors, and that doesn't include us. But there are things to do. Next time you think that, oh, life is tough for my type of business, the, the cure is to look around and say, is every single business that does the same thing as me, every business in my industry or my area, going out of business? Because I'm going to tell you the answer is no. So it doesn't have to be you either. There are steps you can take and things you can do to not only survive, but to absolutely boom during this downtime. Right. There's strategies. There's selling systems like many that you have. There's different marketing techniques. There's online. There's automation. There's a lot of different tools that may have well, not been around time, before. Well, at the same there's certain right? things you absolutely cannot do. There's certain things that work during boom times that will cause a, a big trouble during the downtime. So you just got to be aware of when to use which strategy. When the economy is booming, you do certain things. When it's on a downturn, you do certain other things. You've got to be aware, and you've got to make the moves just as if you were you know, coaching the football team in the Super Bowl. Like if you might have had a plan to start the game to you know, do these first ten plays, but then if the other team has already scored a touchdown and maybe then you fumbled and they scored another touchdown, you're down by two touchdowns, the game plan is out the window and everything changes. But that doesn't mean there's not, no team has ever come back from down 14 nothing. Of course they have. So there's just a different game plan gets put in place, and it's the same thing in business. And more than ever, to have somebody on your team and in your corner that knows that, who's lived through it in all different times, uh, is so important. And that's why I thought it was great that you came on the show today, especially during this segment, where people need those answers, they need those solutions, and they need that advice because maybe they never lived through a downturn before, or maybe it was so long ago, the, the, you know, different types of business strategies or different business uh, angles and categories that they're now in, or, you know, it's a totally well, that's different a great point. I appreciate that. That's a great point because even, you know, as technology changes, and as you just said, they, they're now raising minimum wage, they have shutdowns. We've never been through that kind of stuff before. So, each boom is different. Each shutdown, each a downturn is different. There are slightly different things. And you mentioned it's nice to have some guide, someone who's been there and knows what they're doing and is in the trenches. I, I'm very fortunate enough to have had that in my life. And I plugged into it. I remain plugged into it in a major way. I've got clients in all different industries. So I'm pretty much on the ground all over the world in all different industries, paying attention to what's working, what's not, and constantly testing and and I think the biggest strength that I have that I continue to have by having clients in all different industries is my skill my opportunity to bring what's working in one industry 
that is unheard of in another industry and bring it in, and suddenly you're the only one doing that, and it works. And so that's happened all the time, and that's one of the strengths of being plugged into so many different industries. I can see what's working in one industry that nobody is doing in another one, or what's working in one area of the country or one area of the world that no one else is doing. Bring that in, and you're a superstar. Yeah, that that innovation at its finest, uh, just by based on you being out there and you've got your hand in so many, you know, to put it bluntly, so many cookie jars, you know what works and what someone else isn't using. And then Well, and, uh, like one said, of the last things I have is a, uh, uh, any knowledge at all about the world of fine art. But I am a big fan of a quote from Pablo Picasso who said, uh, uh, I think, well, and see, I don't even know the exact quote, but something like, good artists copy Great artists steal. And oh. so that's the way it in, is in business. Okay? Don't just copy what other businesses are doing. Just outright steal what they're doing. Okay? Unless you think that the people that put together Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, any big company there is, came up with everything on their own, don't be ridiculous. So don't go it alone. This is not absolutely not the time to be a lone ranger and think I'll just fight through it or somehow you think I'll work hard or I'll work my way out of it or, or I'll just stick to what I'm doing. And, you know, the, the saying, oh, just stick with it. Don't give up. Like, that's all BS. Okay, find what's working, steal it, and find a way to put it to use in your business. That's the best surefire key to success. Yeah, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Just follow what's working and steal. Yeah, don't well, reinvent the wheel. Especially in a downtime when you have all this extra pressure. Can you? I don't know if you if you're swimming in cash and you can afford to go it alone and try one thing and try another and hope it works like oh I'm I, I'm very jealous and good for you, but if you're in a position where every penny has to count, every dollar invested into advertising, marketing, payroll, overhead, everything has to count and deliver a return on investment. This is not the time to mess around. Yeah, you're, you're totally right on. So, Steve, give your contact information and, and anything that you've got upcoming that you want to promote. Well, I wrote a free report uh, about a year ago called How to Profit from Chaos that I, back when we thought two weeks to flatten the curve, and unbelievably we believe that BS, uh, <laughs> but I really thought, you know, oh, yeah, you know, after a few months, you know, we'll be back and rolling and things will be happening. And that report is still germane and appropriate and money-making today. And to get that, you go to ProfitFromChaos.com because the chaos is not only not over, but I even think some of the worst is yet to come. ProfitFromChaos.com. I agree with you 100%. And I'm going to put that on our Takes Action tab because I think it's important for people to have that critical information so they can uh, get yeah, around to it. I, but it doesn't matter. See, I don't root for chaos. Uh, no, but it, it doesn't it matter is. whether I root for it or not. It's going to continue, but there's one thing for sure. Whether it happens or not, I, I'm, a lot of people are thinking, I don't need a lot of help if, if the chaos ends. I know what I'm doing. I go back to running my business. But during the chaos, uh, it's good to know there are some tried and true strategies and tactics used. And I give examples going back uh, to the Great Depression that are still working today. ProfitFromChaos.com. Well, uh, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Such a, you're, you're such a joy to have on the show. I just uh, I love your delivery, your content, your information, and your extensive knowledge. And again, no no BS from uh, Steve Cypress. So thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks your for having valuable. me as always, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah, I look for, I look forward to having you on next month, Steve. Uh, have a great remainder of the week and 
keep fighting that chaos. Keep giving us solutions, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. I went over. It is 111. Oh, it's 1111. Make a wish, everybody. So, uh, you know, the theme today was about taking action. It was about uh, some really important information that's going on and things that are happening in our country. So I hope that everybody took away a little bit. Uh, I do kind of, uh, I was going to save this for, I was going to say it earlier, but we went over, but I kind of think it's important. So if you, if you're done listening to the show, I get it. But for the rest of you that want to hang on, I just kind of want to put things in a perspective here. You know, we, um, uh, and since Steve brought it up too, we were talking about our, our propaganda pandemic. And we're talking about the chaos and we're talking about the lockdowns and the shutdowns. And, and obviously that theme is throughout our show and it's throughout uh, every show. I just want to give you some statistics. In California, the uh, coronavirus cases dropped to 8,390. And this is daily from 53,000 in December. So they're making the lockdowns more. They want you to put on yet another mask. Um, but the numbers are changing. That's because they manipulated all the PCR testing, not to mention any other of the categories where all of a sudden there's no flu, there's no cancer, there's no uh, heart attacks. Uh, the, you know, there's like 23 people that had the flu a couple of weeks ago. And then a year ago, it was in over 14,000. So as Steve said, you know, he reiterated again, it's all, it's all BS, guys. So, you know, we've been talking about the propaganda pandemic since June. It's all about creating fear, convincing you to obey and give up your freedoms. Everybody, it's time to rip off your masks, which they make you sick and they don't work. You don't need two of them. You'll probably pass out if you had two on because you're breathing your own dirty air and carbon dioxide and not getting enough oxygen for your brain. OSHA just came out with something that said people that are wearing masks very often, 16% of them are actually getting sick with other issues because of the mask, breathing in dirty air. That doesn't even make any sense to anybody. It's time to go to church. It's time to reopen your business. It's time to get back to normal. It's time to reopen America. You know, we, we all need to take action in our own lives. And it, as you heard about with the, the precinct committee men and, and even with uh, Marianne, it's time to take action in our communities. Um, doing nothing, especially complaining, doesn't help anyone. And it's not an option anymore. So what we've done is we've made it easy to do something. Let your voice be heard. Find out who's standing up for what you believe in and begin to find other truth providers. Like Steve said, turn off the news, which is what I want you to do. We wanted to get you in front of the actual news sources, the truth providers who don't push lies and the propaganda. Like I mentioned, the 10 big Bs. Here it is, everybody, 10 big Bs. When I say this, then all of a sudden you're going to go, yeah, that does make sense. Why are they why why are they flourishing? Why are they making so much business? Why is my business closed? You got the big media, aka mainstream media, which now includes Fox and Newsmax. So don't think that they're out of the loop. They're now part of the part of that group. Big tech, big government, big business, big labor, big money, big entertainment, big lobby, big pharma, big box, all doing very well, right? And what are we doing? We're dealing with shutdowns. We're dealing with not being able to run our businesses or, like I said, go to church. It's two weeks. And now we're at a year because we've allowed it to happen. We've allowed the politicians to get in positions to do the things that they've done with the uh, fraudulent activities for all in during the 2020 election and how they changed the rules to not standing up and, and allowing now uh, millions of illegal aliens to come into the country just because. And what about us Americans? They have more freedom than we do. We've allowed that to happen. We took our eye off the ball. Um, Dan mentioned it earlier. 
because this started years ago. So it's time that we've got to do something. We've got to take the action. We've got to clean up the mess because we were so busy, I don't know, playing on Facebook or being just not paying attention. And now here we are. So what we've done is we've provided a bunch of options to match every person's patriotic, basically effort level, whether it's something that you want to be more active in or something you just want to click a couple buttons to sign a petition, go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the take action tab for everything you need to make a difference. I'm going to be adding to it today, the rest of this week, and really adding everything on this weekend. The guests from today, I'm going to put their information on there. Steve's report's going to be there. Dan's information, obviously. Um, Marianne Mendoza, these are true hardcore action items that people can do. You know, uh, and I've been saying this for months and months and months. It's more important than ever for us to bring you those messages that matter from the people you need to know about so you can grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. Those good people doing good business and good things, five of them today, five powerful people today who can make a difference in your life and in your business. Um, All of the information, all of their websites, the actual shows, everything, homeresourceplatform.com. Just click the Partners and Patriots tab and then um, the Purpose Driven Partners tab. And you can go right to their websites when you click their business. So again, I hope you join us in this quest to take your business and life to the next level since we're all in this together. Just us, the American people. Nobody else looking out for you guys. Democrats, Republicans, and false authorities, those 10 big Bs, they have no use for you to take your money, your freedoms. They only want control, so they need to rely. We need to rely on each other. Remember, there's 100 million patriots, and we vote every day with our time, our efforts, and our buying choices and decisions, which is our wallet. So start your great awakening journey by going to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. For all the information, let's reopen America, get our lives back, get our freedoms back. And I want to make sure that I thank all of our partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Network. Their information, again, and episodes are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And remember... I did that episode with that live recording last week with Pastor Dave Scarlett and the prophet Amanda Grace of Ark of Grace Ministries, Dave Scarlett of His Glory. It's an incredible episode, and I'm not just saying that because it's one that I did. The content's amazing. Please make some time to listen to it. It's episode 161, and you can find that, obviously, on the website or on any of your favorite podcast players. I am way, way over, but like I said... If it's if you don't have time, I get it. If you want to finish the episode, great. I'm wrapping it up right now. But it's just these these shows. Sometimes some of these segments they require more than seven minutes. So so I apologize. I just want you guys to have the information, the tools, the resources, and, and be aware of what's going on, so you you can take action to make a difference in your own lives and your own business because it matters. We're at a, we're at a critical point now, and uh, again, it's all of us together and all of us to uh, to make that difference. And to help one another. So uh, again, remember to make some time for episode 161. It's very powerful. You want to listen to Mary Ann Mendoza's episode we did with her about angel families and angel moms. There's also a blog attached to that. It's episode 125. And again, thank you everyone for listening, for all of your comments, for your compliments. And uh, remember to like and follow us on social media, subscribe to the show. Um, And uh, 
rate and review the show, all of the above. So all that information is on the website. Tune in again Friday, the 19th at 2 p.m. Mountain Time for another live episode of this segment, Purpose Driven Partners, to learn some great tips and takeaways to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. And much more. I hope everybody's awake. If you made it to the end of the show, I hope that you're awake. Now go take action on what we shared today. Make it a great day because you deserve it. See you on Friday. You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.